Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Shelliard from Ad Advance, and today I am joined by Dave Katz from Amazon. Uh, Dave, it's awesome to have you on the podcast, man. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, now it's a long yeah. time coming. So Dave and I have got to do a couple panels at like Accelerate Conference, and we've got to talk a lot throughout the years. Maybe for those who aren't familiar with you, maybe we could go through a brief history, background, how you got into Amazon, what you're currently doing right now. Yeah, it was a, quite, a, quite a journey, I think, throughout my career. I, I've been in the ad space for over 15 years. I came into it in a slightly odd way from mathematics. I did applied math in college and I wasn't really the guy who loved going to classes. Uh, I, I had like a job on the side and it was in search engine marketing. I was doing that from my dorm room, making a little bit That's of you awesome. know, your money here and there, but really optimization focused. And that led my way into the ad space. I went into the like ad network business early on even before the concept of real-time bidding came up. And the evolution of the ad space has been really interesting from the digital side. I was looking always at it from performance metrics, optimization metrics. I went to the agency side for a few years to work on some fairly large brands and really tried to understand how they look at attribution, performance, and marketing along with it. And after that, publisher side for about five years, thinking about data products, optimization products for advertisers. And the long path got me to Amazon where I saw this amazing role. Like I, I really can't say enough about it, that the way that it fit for me, which was a tech evangelist. Sure. I love the technology and explaining the technology and working with tech experts. So that's where I've been now here for about three and a half years doing that. That's awesome. So as a tech evangelist, so you're in charge of kind of spreading the word about what's going on with Amazon ads or dig into that a little bit more for those listening. Yeah, I think about it as education. We have so many people using Amazon ads and they all have just such a wide range of capabilities. We have so much technology that if you look at it just as a brand new person, potentially confusing to figure out exactly what to use and when. So what I think about is matching the right technologists, the right people with the technology that they can use as well and give them guidance about what they should be building. The majority of my work is really around helping developers create the best products possible because when they do that, they can really create unique solutions for advertisers. Sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. I also love like the, the math background. I'm a chemical engineer. Um, and so not your traditional digital advertiser from the start. Um, but I feel like having that like data driven background just in the advertising world that we're living in um, has become more and more helpful as we go, just as there's more information available and the picture can get even more complicated to decipher. So being able to navigate through the different streams of data that you have coming in, um, I feel like has personally been really helpful. Absolutely. And yeah, I listened to your podcast, by the way. So hearing the way that you talk about metrics, analysis, the right KPIs to go after, it helps to have the diverse background, I think. Um, it really helps you figure out what's important in the moment, what's important to optimize to, and then what's important to see from an overall picture. And I think the diversity of backgrounds helps really evolve the industry in that space. Sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, thank you for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it. <laughs> so you've been involved in a lot of different areas uh, in the ad space and now also working internally at Amazon. Interested to hear your perspective on how you've seen the digital advertising space evolve over the years. And then maybe after that, we can dig into where we think it's going. Yeah, absolutely. There's been this really almost predictable progression with digital ads where you see it's all about control at the end of the day. On the publisher side, it all started with you have to sell your ad inventory. Sure. You hire a sales team, but you can't sell all of it. So what do you do? There were these networks, similar to the way they were created for TV networks. Ad networks were built in the digital world to basically be resell resellers of, at the time, what was called remnant inventory, the inventory that uh, publishers had left over. Sure. And then publishers wanted more control. So these sell-side platforms came about to basically optimize among all the networks. They built real-time bidding. And guess what? The buyers now wanted control. They wanted to pick and choose every publisher. They didn't just want to buy across all publishers at once. So demand-side platforms came about. And you had this amazing technology that was built, real-time bidding, where it mimicked the financial industry a little bit. Every ad impression that came about was offered up in an auction system to every buyer that existed out there. So you have the seats on, on one side with the demand-side platforms that are listening to seeing what inventory is available. And it became you bid, and the highest bid wins. And that, that took about a, a decade to really solidify tons of companies out there uh, doing it. And you see the, the evolution of inventory that came about too. And the buyers that ended up doing really well were the first movers in most of these cases who were able to think about social media in a new way. The, new, the inventory over time was just what's new and how do I get to my audience, get my message across, and then complete the path to purchase. Sure. Yeah, so it's been really fun now. Now that I'm on uh, the retail side at a Amazon Ads, the the evolution here mimics a lot of that too. With the uh, the types of buyers that we have, we're now getting to a really nice place of maturity where they're starting to move upper funnel and trying to figure out how do they drive the path to purchase. And, and the current trend will be going to other buyers, other ad buyers, those who don't necessarily sell on Amazon, figuring out the quality of the inventory and how they could optimize it for their benefit. Sure, sure. Yeah. And if I look at Amazon ads from the outside, I feel like one huge potential is what we call non-endemic or not Amazon sellers, but utilizing the platform and just the overall potential of retail media. And I feel like it does tie into different changes that we've seen, like with the cookie going away. Um, kind of walk through, I mean, what's your perspective on the cookie going away, privacy changes? We had iOS 14, you know, which was a major shift on like cross-tracking between different apps. Like what, what's your general perspective on how that's going to impact digital advertising as a whole? And then maybe also how that ties into retail media. I think from a buyer perspective, I'll talk about my you know, view historically. Yeah. It's a challenge, but an opportunity. When I was hands-on in demand-side platforms in the DSPs years ago, this is almost a decade ago, I remember testing out a bunch of the DSPs. And even back then, 10 years ago, about 
50, 40 to 50% of uh, ads were cookie-less. We weren't able to match them. And the areas where I ended up having the best performance were actually in those cookie-less environments. Mobile has always been difficult. But when you really think about performance, the costs that you pay driving towards some sort of acquisition, we were buying on inventory that where there wasn't much necessarily competition at the time, sure. but we were still able to optimize. And a lot of it comes down to different forms of measurement. As much as you're trying to get to sale, as much as you're trying to track to something that happens on a website X number of days later, there are signals you can get along the, the way. And there are analysis tools, media mix modeling. Uh, you could do more A and B, A B testing where you turn things on and off. As long as you know directionally that you're going the right way, you actually have a huge opportunity in front of you. You don't need 100% accuracy one-to-one in order to do that. That's my personal view. Sure, sure. So with cookies going away, even though we won't have that one-to-one accuracy, I um, feel like just with all those other different ways that we can essentially quantify the impact of our advertising. And there's going to be other ways that we can make at the end of the day, trying to make solid business decisions for where we're investing our advertising spend and what's leading to the biggest impact overall. Yeah. When you can connect it, absolutely connect it. So we have a system called Amazon marketing cloud. And if you look at the way you buy ads on Amazon, you know, when a purchase happens down the line, you know which ads are performing. And we're really thinking about this as a full funnel, especially when people are buying streaming TV ads uh, with Prime Video coming up and Freebie. It's actually really helpful to have that connected. But over time, especially if you don't sell on Amazon, you won't necessarily be able to have 100% one-to-one. That's where I think research tools come in. There's media mix models, different forms of attribution analysis, surveys, or might make a big comeback, I think, to, to really see the value that ads are driving. Thinking about awareness, engagement at the top of the funnel, and then testing. I think testing is going to come even become an even stronger force with everything. And it comes back to the background around mathematics that if you can have predictive modeling which is what we're trying to build to help people with predictive modeling of what will happen based on some subset of signals that will help you figure out how to really spend your ad dollars in the best way. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And I'll just put another plug in for Amazon marketing cloud. Um, We've had a ton of success with it where as an example, one of our sellers, they're a supplement company and there's multiple different educational paths that you can take for your customer journey for the supplement. And what's been fun is testing these different journeys and seeing what's the most effective at educating the customer and bringing them from that interest and awareness stage to the conversion stage. And so it's been really cool to see full customer journeys, see which ones are performing and then optimize to that and being able to tie together like Amazon's DSP 
and sponsored ads all the way to the conversion and then see new to brand impact, lifetime value. Um, all these areas have been so powerful in budget allocation in helping us make better business decisions for where we're allocating that spend. Um, and so Amazon Marketing Cloud has been a huge tool that we've seen, especially once you start incorporating in upper funnel advertising and the impact all the way through that customer journey. Yeah, let me ask you a question about that, actually. Yeah. As you think about the optimizations you're making, yeah, right, w within the campaigns uh, and across all the campaigns, how do you think about the levers that you pull? Which ones happen like daily and which ones are more weekly, monthly and a little bit? less often. Yeah. Once we get upper funnel, it's usually going to be on the weekly and monthly time period. So what we can do say for this example is start with multiple different customer journeys. Um, so we have different creatives and they go in a certain format to try to be broad and then continually educate the customer. At the same time, we can test different audiences to see where these messages really resonate. Um, and then Outside of just selecting audiences, now we can start looking at lookalike audiences. And so what we're doing on a weekly and monthly basis is now analyzing after we've had a significant amount of data for each of these customer journeys and these different audiences, which one from an ad dollar perspective is driving the most new to brand customers and what's the lifetime value look like? for these different customer journeys. And then from there, we can get our direct return on advertising spend for each of these different different cascading levels of ads. Um, and then at that point, now what we can do is really double down on those that are working really well, use other tools like lookalike audiences to try to find other customers who this message will really resonate with, and then continue to fine tune there. Um, on the sponsored side, we're using other, we can use Amazon Marketing Cloud to see like new to brand on the sponsored product side. You can't specifically control new to brand on sponsored products, but we can get more aggressive on bids if that's also helping to drive new to brand. Um, so for upper funnel, it's more on a weekly, monthly basis. It takes a lot of human interaction to analyze the data. But once we have the data there and then we've got the right context around it, it's been a lot of fun to utilize and really fine tune the advertising. Yeah, I think it comes down to statistical significance. Sure. Right. When you, when you think about the connectivity, is it statistically significant that you're seeing impact? Statistically significant that you're seeing impact yep. and that you're actually driving performance down the funnel. And I think the reason that upper funnel you tend to optimize a little less often is you're waiting for the journey to fulfill. Sure. Three days, seven days, 14 days, whatever it is. So you have to wait for the metrics to come in. And I actually think sometimes the directional information that you are forced into uh, in a cookie-less environment might actually give you more opportunity to optimize. Sure. Because you're not right. having I think to wait on, for that one-to-one -one connection. Yeah. And yeah, we can just take the aggregate data itself combined with intuition um, to be able to make those decisions a little bit quicker. Yeah. And, and you can... You should be running studies on a regular basis. You want to make sure that your correlations are correct over time. And again, the the more connected it is, I think the better, but it doesn't necessarily preclude you from moving up funnel and making really smart choices on a regular basis. 
Sure. Sure. So one other thing that I see definitely shifting in the digital advertising space, and it's tied to uh, some of these privacy updates that we've seen, is I see a big push towards first-party data. Um, and that inherently pushes towards retail media. If we look at different audiences that we want to, we want to find relevant people to show our ads to. Um, First-party data is becoming very critical. And when these third-party trackers and cookies can't track people to find all this data, now you look at what's some great sources of information. And I feel like Amazon just has this powerful data set in terms of audiences that we can use to make sure that we're showing ads to the right people. Um, so what's your perspective just from the general retail media standpoint? I feel like it's going to grow significantly coming up driven by some of these different changes. Um, and also other retailers also seen the success that Amazon has had. What's your perspective on that? Taking a quick step back on this, logins are really important. Having a website, a retail site, just I'm, I'm putting my you know former publisher hat on, yep. that having people logged in and engaging is incredibly important for multitude of reasons. But it's about that direct connection with your customer. We have that with our customers. We have the direct connection where they come in, they purchase. I, I'm a customer. I'm on Amazon on my app, on uh, the website all the time, as well as watching Prime TV and, and everything else. It creates a, a really good customer experience. And the number one thing above all else is continuing the quality of the customer experience. And there are many times where advertising enhances the customer experience, and we want to, to prioritize all of that. The benefit of all of this is connectivity. We do not have to rely on cookies because we are able to, in aggregate, look at searches leading to sales, also getting uh, ads in front of the right audience through contextual environments. All of this contextual, everything we've been doing has always been first party around our audiences in the safest way possible. Sure. And luckily for us, this doesn't have to change when, when it comes to a cookie-less environment. At, at the end of the day, it's all about right ad in the right moment trying to help customers throughout their journey. And sometimes that's within search. Sometimes it's going upper funnel and reminding them of products or brands that they, they may have purchased from or uh, should look into based on other purchase habits. We think that giving advertisers opportunities to optimize to test out different segments, figure out what works for them also ends up working for the customers at the end of the day, because you'll notice right away whether the performance is there. Yep. Yep. And what, one other piece too, that I missed in the early days of coming in as a seller on Amazon and just as a consumer from Amazon, Amazon's a content powerhouse too. And so let's talk about supply side for a bit too, because there are a lot of unique ad placements that are available throughout the Amazon owned and operated properties. Like you want to go through a few of them. There's, there's a ton of great examples on like unique supply sources for advertising. I'll just tell you what I was watching last night. Uh, I turned on Freebie and was watching the new uh, season of Bosch okay. Legacy. Sure. And it's interesting to me that 
not that I've missed ads on streaming, but I'm okay with ads on streaming more than, than I thought I was. Yeah. And it was actually really nice. I, I remember, uh, I was, this is probably last year, last season. I remember watching the show and having an ad pop up and being like, oh, wow, I should go to the supermarket. I should go to Whole Foods and buy that ice cream brand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably based on some behaviors I've taken in the past, <laughs> shopping in general. Yeah. But the, that's something that most people don't necessarily think about when they think about Amazon because they consider it retail media. You used that term before. Uh, while we have this base of retail media, there's so much that we could build on top of it with video, with streaming. Twitch yeah. is huge, huge opportunity for those who sell on Amazon. I would say even more so for those who don't sell on Amazon, getting to an amazingly young and uh driven and hyper-focused audience. Yeah, yeah. And then there's other areas like watching Thursday Night Football last night. And so I think that's a piece that people do miss too, is that not only do you have this very powerful DSP with great audience data, but you also have all these unique supply sources um, for both sellers on Amazon and non-sellers on Amazon, that non-endemic crowd. From the Amazon perspective, I guess, where do you see things going or what do you think are some big game changers for advertisers that you've seen? The I'm going to actually bring it back to something we talked about earlier, which was Amazon Marketing Cloud. Sure. And at surface level, I think most think about it as this is a really good analysis tool to understand what's happening with my retail media and my sales. For those of you who haven't tried it, it's, it's basically event level information, every impression, every sale, and then you can analyze it however you want. But that becomes an amazingly powerful analysis tool, especially when you don't sell on Amazon, when you're not a seller or vendor, because it's all built on a clean room environment, Making, giving people, advertisers, the opportunity to see all of their ads across Amazon with streaming, with retail media, uh, Twitch, everything, and then tracking or matching it to whatever conversion they want. We try to make it simple by providing the conversions that are available to us, but we, we don't know everything that's happening. If you're selling in a store, local uh, sales, you're trying to get people to walk in to your car dealership, or you're selling on your own website, uh, selling plane tickets or tickets to a concert, we don't have that. And honestly, we, we don't want it. We don't want it. Sure. Uh, but you could bring it in this environment where nobody has access to it other than you. And you could stitch it all together and analyze it. The This is an incredibly powerful tool that doesn't really exist uh, in that many other areas. And because we have such a breadth of media and we had to build this tool specifically, we had to build it initially for retail there's this huge added value to the the companies that get into this early and see the huge benefit for matching it to their own sales. Sure, sure. I love that. Yes, yeah, I totally agree. Like with Amazon Marketing Cloud and being able to dig into that data. And what I've seen too is that one of the most common questions that we get or the biggest struggles for any CMOs that are out there, it's what is the true impact of my advertising to business results? 
And the better that you can answer those questions, the easier it is to allocate budget to those sources. Because at the end of the day, with my CEO hat, I'm going to be asking, okay, with these digital advertising dollars, like how much did they truly impact the business? And it's always such a tough question for CMOs to answer. And so the more information you can get on how all this data ties together and be able to justify that spend, we've personally seen it where we've had clients who have been able to allocate quite a bit more funds to Amazon because we can better track those funnels and be able to provide the information on here is the true impact of your advertising. If you can do that better than other sources, um, it's going to be a lot easier to grow and to make sure you're making the right business decisions. Absolutely. I, I remember over a decade ago working on a big CPG brand where everything was in store sales. They were at the time, very little was done online. And we were looking for those directional metrics. We were looking at surveys. Uh, people were scanning things at home. There was a company that did that, trying to get as much information about a sale as possible. I think the the surveys tended to win out because they were, you know, you get to some percentage of the audience that probably self-selected in also. Sure. And we were just trying to prove that the ads drove 3%, 5%, 10% incremental sales, whatever it was at the time. And to me, it was this interesting thing of I, I want there is value, there is impact, but the more you can measure it, the easier it becomes. For right? Sure. It's not to throw everything else away. It's to to understand that, especially in times of uh, tightening your belts, times of uh, if, if financial stuff comes up for a company they tend to go more towards the measurable and then expand on the, the measurable uh, and the direct impact. The part that I just want to caution on is don't throw everything else away. It's find the right way to measure those things as well. How do you move up funnel, uh, hopefully with Amazon, uh, but really trying to drive the whole customer journey? Because I remember this during uh, the last financial crash uh, as well. Not that I, I hope we don't have one, yeah. but I just remember that this happening that a lot of advertisers cut out branding dollars uh, and it hurt them more long-term than those who kept it. So it's, we personally, what I've seen at Amazon is that the technology we're building is to help connect the funnel as much as possible so that everything becomes measurable. Sure. Sure. So with the shifting digital landscape, any other major changes or focus areas or things like that that Amazon Ads is really focused on as, as the world continues to evolve? Yeah, I think there's always adjustments and uh, to, to the media that we have, the supply that we have, trying to make it easier for buyers in general. The team I sit on is very tech focused. They develop the APIs for everybody. And the part that I'm really excited about is the customization that it's enabled. And just seeing the, the, the future growth, the partners that we work with like yourselves that are able to really build on top of the APIs, build customized solutions, figure out who your, uh, what your unique attributes are, who your best customers are and, and build for those. I, I want to get to more democratization of the technology. I want more companies to build into and build their own unique capabilities. So the 
it, it's really uh, fun to watch how our teams are trying to simplify and make things easier and while also probably building in some really fun complex tools like Amazon Marketing Cloud uh, and new features to all of those. But it's also from my perspective as, as an evangelist, really fun to see what you all are building on top of it because uh, that, that just, we, we have so many people building into the APIs and building unique capabilities and then creating amazing case studies off of it too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing that, that I will say too, I've really enjoyed working with the different product teams at Amazon, um, whether it's the, on the API itself or on specific products, like the, the willingness to continually get feedback and iterate and learn from each other, you know, cause there's two ways the approach could go. One would be, okay, we've got it figured out. We're Amazon. <laughs> and that is exactly not the approach I see it's, Hey, let's continually get feedback. Let's learn from each other. Let's see how we can help each other out. So it's been a really good partnership overall from, from this side, um, working with your teams on building out tech and the solutions. And as new features are getting rolled out, getting initial feedback. Um, so it's been really cool to see the culture internally and how open the teams are to how do we continually improve and that focus on the customer, which in this case is sometimes users like us. Yeah, I, I love seeing it firsthand. This is a very unique company. I, I've been at a bunch of different places. If anyone looks at my LinkedIn, you'll see I've been at a bunch of different companies, uh, buy side and sell side, small and large. And there's something really unique about working here that kind of just spoke to me, which was in an odd way. Yeah. There's a very logical environment of we're, we're, everybody's smart. Everybody knows what's going on. We have amazing engineers, amazing product teams, and everybody has amazing theories and are, we hope, usually right. But they always want to check. They always want to hear from the customers. They always want feedback. Uh, from a variety of people, diverse people, internal, external. And they, I've just, I love seeing this from product teams. They want to be, uh, they want to find the flaws yeah. when they can. And I think it just creates overall uh, better experience, better products. It's been really fun to be a part of. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, Dave, it's been a blast talking with you. Um, for people who want to connect with you or find out more about Amazon ads in general, like where, where should they go? Yeah, follow me on LinkedIn, Dave Katz uh, at Amazon. I am, uh, I think I have my title as evangelist at Amazon ads, so yeah. you should be able to find me. And the most up-to-date information about our technology is the Amazon ads advanced tool center. It's our developer portal. We have it updated with developer guides, recommendations, API references, and we have all of our release notes there. So you get to hear about every new feature that comes out. Yeah. Yep. We've got an RSS feed tied directly into our Microsoft Teams feed. So any RSS updates from from the developer portal, they come in right away for us. <laughs> so, Perfect. Well, really appreciate you joining, Dave. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And for all those who are listening to the Ad Project podcast, as always, really appreciate you listening to the podcast. And we'll see you on the next episode.